This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, my co-host, Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. How are you, mate? I am doing well. Um, hey, Jared, we have got a jam-packed show today. Just tons yeah. of pinball stuff to talk about. So if you can, I need you to refrain from going off on tangents. That means <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about your TV shows you like watching or the oh, movies you're looking at or movies. No, no snap, none of that. Okay, I you know stay on topic. Yes, I know yeah. difficult, but I, I trust you can refrain from from doing that. Okay, look, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks. So, uh, quick quick news here. We did record a session last week. Unfortunately, Blab was very mean to us and for some reason didn't upload uh, the audio for us to send out to you folks. So this week we are doing it uh, not on Blab, we're doing it on uh, Google Hangouts Live or on air. Mm. Uh, now, if you guys, I was going to say, if you guys want to, I'm not sure whether I'm actually going to bother um, uh, doing last week's recording. It might just be a Blab exclusive. <laughs> so, because <laughs> I don't know if I can actually push out two podcasts in one week. So, um, I think. Uh, what we might do is let that one ride. And if people want to check it out, they can go to blab.im forward slash blockade and just see the last episode. Which was, uh, I believe, titled uh, Blah, Blah, Blah. Yeah, that's right. It is. Quite appropriately, because that's pretty much what we did. Yeah, um, well, last, week, <laughs> last week, we didn't have all that much pinball to talk about. And this week, we have a ton of pinball. So that's why we weren't taking any chances. We're going to go with uh, something that uh, we know, well, used to work for us. And... Uh, you know, we'll we'll go back to Blab once with the kinks are worked out. But anyway, here we know, are today. it is beta. It is beta software, so you know we can't really like hold them too much to account, and we're not paying for it, so even less of a reason for us to hold them to account. So we'll just switch back to Hangouts. It's all right. Week. Who cares about paying for it? See some people. Hey, Dude, um, so where should we start? Like, well, this, well, where we're gonna so start. Where we're going to start is, uh, I believe, two podcasts ago, maybe three. We were mentioning about the pinball truck. And yeah, what, a cool, what a cool idea that would be. And then we said, go forth, uh, come up with an idea, and uh, we'll chat with you all about it later. Well, mm. we got an email from one of our listeners, uh, Daniel Price, who went ahead and crunched all the numbers for us. And he's a legend for doing that, because I wouldn't have the first clue how to actually do that. So <laughs> he must have an accounting bent or a project management bent or something like that, because yeah. it was very detailed. It was. So he basically broke it down to a, approximating that there were uh, uh, six pinball machines on this truck and that uh, there's a 12 game an hour average per machine. Uh, and then adding in all the costs of a new trailer, uh, buying, not leasing, uh, new, not used, and sticking to the typical 40-hour work week. Here were his startup cost numbers, which we found rather fascinating. So yeah. uh, he, he came up with the idea for a uh, trailer utility of $35,000 price for a good utility trailer. So I don't know exactly what he's talking about there, but I'll trust him on the numbers there. Um, yeah. I'm assuming it's a towed rig. Because then he has That's a probably truck. Would be. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a truck for forty grand, uh, price of, say, a Ford F-350, which is uh, what you would need to be able to haul something like that, especially if it's a fifth wheel. Um, yeah. That sounds like it would be like a tractor trailer style arrangement. Mm -hmm. Then he's got the uh, only way you can really do it, right? Really? Yeah, he's got uh, six pinball tables, uh, averaging six thousand dollars a piece. So it sounds like we're talking new Sterns, not uh, going back and buying some, you know, Williams table yeah. for two grand or something like that. System Elevens. Um, <laughs> exactly. So we're yeah. looking at thirty-six grand for that. Um, then you're going to need a generator, electrical setup, paint, tools, advertisement, media logos, miscellaneous startups. Uh, he's calling that at fifteen thousand dollars. So for a grand total of $126,000, this is what he's talking you about. You can have a pinball truck. <laughs> and he's saying it's a dollar a game, at least in the U.S. That would be realistic. 120,000 games played to break even on the startup. So approximately 12 games an hour per machine. That's 12 times 6 equals $72 an hour if all the games are running up, hypothetically, hourly rate of play. After 1,750 hours of full gameplay to break even uh, on the startup, or if a 40-hour week of open use, would approximately take 44 weeks 
of full-time use to recoup the startup costs, or if an eight-hour day open use would take 218 eight-hour days to fully pay startup. So you can imagine why we didn't figure any of this out. <laughs> yeah. This is a little bit more detailed than probably we imagine. Yeah. It's really interesting to see the numbers. Though. If I ever set up a business, I'll be dropping him a line saying, <laughs> right, could you crunch the numbers for me and actually make sure this is going to be commercially viable? Yeah, because so honestly, then... based on those numbers, uh, it's a tough sell to make a pinball truck, right? <laughs> yeah, he says, uh, this is, of course, not including uh, gas, wear and tear of vehicles, not hiring extra help if need be, nor permits, nor taxes, nor uh, grift to locations. I like that that he threw that in. You know, Grift, <laughs> I like it. Yes. Um, and his take is that, uh, well, you better sell some sodas and snacks along with it. Um, yeah. But otherwise, he thinks you could make a good go of it. Recouping the startup costs of a small business in a year or less is not bad. And if one is selling chips, soda, water, coffee, candy, etc., uh, like a three-time markup, uh, he thinks it can be done. Well, that's if you can handle a, a year's worth of <laughs> loss or just trying to break even. Um, yeah, and that's uh, what you have to do. You have to actually, when you do a business, you have to go right. So, what's the total cost of that truck? One hundred twenty thousand, right? Yeah. So you'd actually have to get about two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. From as a loan, so you could actually wait out the mm -hmm. first part of the um, the revenue issues. So that's that's how you'd actually do that. Get a loan of like two hundred fifty, two hundred fifty large, yeah, and then you'd be all right. You probably have a bit of buffer because you're right. Like in the first year, it's tough because you've got to establish yourself as a business and you've got to, you know, um, get to the point where people know what you're about and get the concept. And well, not and only that, that but but going off the idea of it being eight hours of play a day. Um, I mean, if you took this around to any of the food truck places and park yours, you know, with all the food trucks, you're looking at maybe getting two hours of, mm. of business and that's, you know, for lunch and then you go for dinner service and now you're getting maybe three hours. Um, so there's that's like, right. you know, five, not to mention on top of that, that was all to recover the costs that had nothing to do with paying you. That's right. <laughs> you no, you would be getting a career out of this. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty rough. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I think um, like it raises an interesting question of just how tough in general it would be to set up a business because you could pretty much translate that type of those type of sums perhaps into setting up a small, like, leased area, even if it wasn't a truck, like just a small lease in a building somewhere. Um, more than likely, and maybe factor out some of the things like fit out and well, probably fit out would be a little bit more if you're unless you're going for a very basic fit out. But you know, two hundred and fifty or maybe two hundred thousand dollars would be about the sort of right amount you're looking for if you're going to fit out a, just a basic place, and that's somewhere without any, um, you know. It, like any sort of complimentary business, like a, a small kitchen that you can prepare sandwiches and stuff like that in uh, to sell at the same time. So it, it really adds up. You, well, you have to. <laughs> with, uh, if all of a sudden, if you start selling food itself, uh, well, now you've got to have the health board involved. Yes. And, Which uh, is why you would do the food truck, because you'd park a food truck outside and, and absolve yourself of that responsibility. And I'm uh, in California. Oh, really? Our so if you food, offer... so we have we have letter grades for any place that serves food, mm. um, you know, especially uh, alerting people to what the conditions of you know the the things that's, that's preparing your food, and mm. uh, even food trucks are subjected to that. Um, at least your your good above the board <laughs> food trucks, you know, the taco truck is not necessarily going to be uh, doing that. Um, yeah. But I was more talking about, you know, the fact is like if you are, for example, just sitting up a, a space where pinballs were available and then at the back you are offering a food truck, like ability for a food truck to pull up. Oh, okay. Because if, if you sell food that is uh, prepackaged, then you're mm. fine. Then you can, that's where the yes. vending machine kind of thing, then you're fine. You don't have to worry about, uh, about that kind of of action now of course all the, the food safety is done by the right, provider of the food right yeah and of course the obvious uh, attraction of having an actual space is you can hold more machines but that's right. now you're back to the idea of getting people to come to you and yeah, rather I than think, you coming to them right yeah. and and i think people that have tried arcades are you know obviously they've come to the same conclusion where you need to have something else but if you were going to the, the public i think it's an interesting proposition so um, it is 
Obviously, I'm not going to attempt it because that's not my deal. But uh, I think anybody that right. is is thinking about it, those are some basic numbers. I'd love to hear if anybody has any counter numbers. Um, go ahead and email us at uh, blah blah blockade dot gmail .com. Yep, or, or at gmail.com. Excuse me, not dot. I'm thinking too many things. But anyway. And, so, and I think that's why you find that most people try and co-locate their machines in bars and yeah. in other areas that are already set up. So that's why they pay the grift, basically, like, basically. because it's easier to just dump a machine on location and not have to worry about anything except the machine. Yeah. So I was actually talking to an operator in, in the um, subject of uh, pinball news. We had our Brisbane Pinball Club um, second half final mm -hmm. um, last night, and we went over to... Um, a very generous pinhead's place um, who had a spectacular collection of pinballs. I think it's really the only way I can describe it. Um, and uh, we'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but what I wanted to touch on is the um, we had an operator there who does the pinballs for the, um, the bowls club that we do our monthly sessions at. And I was just, you know, having a beer with him and talking about stuff and talking about the machines that were doing really well for him. And, um, he was saying, surprisingly, his Dutter East Tommy machine um, has been a really consistent earner for him. Like, uh, it's done, uh, it's paid for itself, and he got it for about, I think, three grand. So there's money to be made in pinball if you know where to put it. So, like, uh, and he said that machine has not caused him very many troubles with maintenance or anything like that. So it's been a, a bit of a workhorse, according to him. But, um, the, the pinball tournament was really good. And um, I'll tell you the lineup that this guy has in his house. It's maybe not quite as uh, as impressive as uh, your friend who has all the protos, but yeah. um, still still a pretty good collection. So from uh, he had a Fishtails, which did have a little issue, being that it was taking out the whole ele electrical gang when you turned it on. So uh, that remained off for the tournament. <laughs> Um, next to that, he had a uh, the Indiana Jones that I was talking about uh, the first time we had the tournament. Although mm -hmm. I found out that because it had the color DMD and it looked in really good condition, I thought it was the same one. But it turns out there's another Indiana Jones floating around Brisbane in someone's collection that has a beautiful color DMD and almost a, a flawless play field. And this thing played so well. Like it, um, it was suffering a little bit from resets, which means that it needs to have the um, high voltage circuit rebuilt. But that's, it actually held up for the tournament. And it was pretty cool because what they'd done with the, um, the Path of Adventure is they put on, um, uh, instead of having the normal incandescent lights underneath there, they put on uh, LEDs underneath the sort of the plastic rails. And boy, it was just like, epilepsy alert when that thing was actually trying to when you're trying to get the ball down that because it was just so blindingly bright and everything else on it was beautiful it was just so fun to play i got a billion on it unfortunately not in the tournament <laughs> but i got i think 250 uh million on that during the tournament which gave me a second place on it which was pretty good then in the other main room he had a revenge from mars he had a adams family with color dmd and leds um, then we moved on to, um, it was, I'm trying to just picture them in my mind. It he had a monster bash, which was evil. It was evil, evil to play. It's, uh, didn't have a ball save and we didn't really know that it didn't have a ball save until you stepped up to it and played it. Um, <laughs> and you lost your ball after like a hundred thousand points. You went, Oh, where's the ball save? <laughs> and he had a medieval madness which was just in flawless condition um and i managed to get about 76 on that 76 million um which was pretty respectable for a medieval madness mm -hmm. um then moving over from that there was a circus voltaire um again in very good condition um and then he had two stones he had a tron um, with the EL wire on the ramps and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Very nice looking. My first exposure to Tron. I never played it before. It was really nice. And he also had a Batman, the Dark Knight, which I hadn't had a lot of uh, time on either. So a really nice collection. Um, and um, we did it in uh, sort of, we continued off from where we left off and it was four rounds of play, four rounds of three tables. So we got a good 12 tables play in there and, in between that, we just sat out on his deck and had some beers and and 
it was a really hard way to spend an afternoon. <laughs> you know, it's funny how these guys that with their collections, um, you know, obviously I've been to a bunch of people's houses for, for our mm. league and it's like for as expensive and apparently hard to get a hold of, everybody has a monster bash. Yeah. Everybody, everybody has circus Voltaire. Um, medieval Manus is one of the ones that is kind of rare to see, but that's because most of these guys wind up having sold theirs so they could afford mm -hmm. two more pins. You know, they, they yeah. saw the money and were just like, you know what? I like the table, but who cares? You know, <laughs> I'd rather have two other pins. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange how you come across the same machines time and time again, but then it's things like, like when you see, yeah, uh, uh, a fish tales or revenge from Mars, you know, those are kind of the, Oh, okay. you got something quirky in your collection, you know, quirky yeah. for that. Um, so yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it is kind of an interesting to, uh, what the collectors like. They all seem to like the same ones. <laughs> well, that's right. This guy, um, the guy who, um, invited us over, his name is Dylan. Um, he's on Aussie arcade as Walker is his username, uh, which is Aussie arcade is a forum here, a little bit like Pinside, but it's the Australian version of, kind of like Pinside, if you want to call it that. And he uh, probably has been, I asked him how long he'd been sort of amassing his collection. He goes, probably over 10 years, he's been buying and selling tables up to the point that he's at now mm -hmm. to actually afford them. So he would buy a, a, find a decent table that was like in okay condition and then just hold on to it until it became popular and then sell it and use the profits to go and buy another table and have a bit of change. And he was using it as like commodities basically to, yeah. to trade up. And he did a great job because his collection is wonderful and uh, his machines are in flawless condition. And uh, it was a joy to play on them. So I was, yeah, it was a bit of a trip for me to get to because it was quite literally on the other side of the other side of the city, almost halfway down to the Gold Coast. So um, it was a bit of a journey, but it was worth the, worth the trip. Awesome. <laughs> I, as far as standing goes, well, I certainly didn't make the final, but um, it was a good effort. I'll just bring up the uh, tournament thing now because we use a thing called match play. I don't know if you guys use that over there, but um, it actually is pretty good. My standings were out of 24 people, I was 12th, so halfway down the field. That's about how points, I usually place. <laughs> yeah. The I point place split that. was... I was going to say the point split was 72 points for me and the highest, our good friend Peter Watt, who always is the, the winner, was 108 points. So 72 to 108. But the, the, the one below that was 84 points. So Peter Watt is a very good player. <laughs> he was getting about 100 million on Black Knight. Uh, not Black Knight, Dark Knight. And that's the huge score on that game. So... I think he managed to get um, the ringmaster three times in one game mm -hmm. with a score of 108 um, million on CV, which is pretty high as well. So this guy knows how to play a, a mean pinball. <laughs> and that was that was the tournament wrap-up for me. All right. Well, enough of this uh, real pinball talk. Let's get into what we normally talk about, digital pinball. Digipins, yeah. Digipins. So uh, we're going to... I've got a full review of the new... Uh, Zen pack that just is about to drop the alien versus pinball. But before we get into that, let's talk about the ho hum news. So Farside dropped some things. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Last Action Hero just came out. Um, you know, my thought is is it's Last Action Hero. I'm not impressed mm -hmm. by the table at all. And you know, Farside did their typical job on the on the machine. So nothing nothing against Farsight and what they produced. It's more just. Why that table? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I have to wonder if they did if if because of how long ago Bobby had mentioned that they were going to do Last Action Hero. I'm wondering if they did score another deal with Arnold at the same time they negotiated for Terminator. If he if they didn't negotiate for that in, in addition, they'd be silly not to like try and future cast all the tables that Arnie has been in because there's been a few. Uh, that he's appeared in, hasn't he? Yeah. There's like mm -hmm. Last Action Hero, T2. And T3. Um, it's nothing else. T3. That's and, it. Yeah, it's true. He hasn't been in any other, other movie titles. No. no. That's still a fair few for one actor. So well, yeah, for one actor. On yeah. Those. yeah. yeah. Um, 
I'm just thinking, gee, does John Goodman have a, is almost caught up because is he is he going to be in the uh, Big Lebowski table? <laughs> and he's already got the Flintstones table. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting to see which actors go into these pinball tables. It's sort of almost like a, which is a popular pinball actor um, to put into a table. That's why I was just wondering. But anyway, um, so like I said, uh, Last Action Hero came out and. Uh, I had a go on it during the beta, uh, just with the DX9 version, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like I say, it's just kind of like, eh, <laughs> you yeah. know, well, DX, it's, it's a DX9 table. Is DX9, you know, that that too, that too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Farsight then came out with their newsletter. They gave the hint for the next uh, table, which I believe, from what I'm gathering, this is the closeout of season five. I think so. Which is TX TX Sector. Yeah. Ooh, never played it actually, so I can't judge. But uh, I'm, judge, I'm judging it off the fact that Google. it's a Gottlieb. <laughs> I had I had to Google the um the clue because I had no idea what it was. It sounded vaguely Star Trekky, and I went, uh, right. no, it doesn't know because we've got all the Star Trek tables that would theoretically be released through the Farside brand or like the Pimble Arcade brand. Yeah. Um, of course, there's Star Trek with Stern, but we won't be seeing that for maybe a year and a bit. So then they'll um, never pay the money for the EM Star Trek. Um, mm, I mean, it's just no. not worth paying the license for that. No, uh, no. So, yeah. Um, kind of a lackluster uh, closeout of the season. I mean, again, yeah. I say lackluster because Data East and really God Leaves state. does well, nothing for me. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's an early solid state. Um, yeah. A very popular one, apparently, and apparently it looks beautiful. So I'm sure that with the right lighting and everything like that, it's going to look really nice. But I I can't comment on it because I've never played it. Yeah. So I will yeah. wait and see when the when the next beta rolls around. Now, a word for the, to the wise on that table: um, Farsight couldn't get the rights to ACDC's Big Guns, which is the title track that plays on Last Action Hero. So they fested it. Um, so if you're wondering why it sounds a bit different, the reason is is because it's being composed. Um, and not ripped from the game. So uh, I don't understand why, because let's face it, it's MIDI uh, sound. So it's not like it's an original performance of of that. But I know that as part of licensing goes, if you change it 10% or something like that, it's now considered original mm. um, or something like that. So you can get away with it that way. And that's what they've done. They've tried to make it sound as much as close as possible to the original MIDI sounds that were used in the game, but it kind of just comes across as a bit spaghetti western. The it's more authentic Dattery sound, but I guess it's what they had to do. Um, so can't really do much about it. At least we have a, a a title track music in the game as opposed to nothing, which would have been probably what would happen. Well, they would it's have had to do like because I'm I'm not creature. familiar. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with what Last Action Hero should sound like. I'm you know I think I would recognize the ACDC tune, maybe not in uh, MIDI form. Uh, no. When I played the beta and was listening to the music, to me it sounded like all the other Data East tables of that time. It sounds very close to Jurassic Park, which sounds very close to Starship Troopers. Which I mean, they had that overly loud. Rock baseline, they yeah, and yeah, baseline, really chuggy baseline to mm -hmm. it, and they've certainly captured that in the redo that they've done. But honestly, it is it's not original. You can tell if you're used to the game. Yeah, um, it's it's it was confirmed uh, in the beta that it wasn't because they're just okay. going to get licensing for it. So yeah, they they had to fester it, um, which is now the commonly accepted term <laughs> in bit yes. Farsight circles for when they have to alter something on the table. They fester right. it. They fester it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final bit of news from uh, Farsight. They finally came out with the Wii version, or the Wii U version. Yay! Yay! Congratulations, guys. So, me, having a, Wii, me, me having a Wii U, I was like, well, I better check it out. And uh, yep. so, downloaded it, uh, got the the good old Tales of the Arabian Nights as the free table, and was yep. all excited, and booted it up, and I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> All right, look, describe what you saw. Well, what I saw was, oh, look, it's the user interface that's about to be replaced on Steam this week. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they haven't Steam. pumped it into the Wii U. You would think no. that they would do that. I know that's right. It, <clears throat> I'll, I'll get to my comments, but the, you asked what I saw. This is what I saw. So that's what I saw right there. So uh, okay, fine. You got the user interface. 
Um, good news, it has up to season five. Um, oh, and good. with season five, it goes all the way to Judge Dredd. Um, I'm assuming, I, I, I really thought it would have been nice if they could have, you know, had everything up to Last Action Hero. Uh, mm. I mean, I understand there's, you know, lead time for, you know, just like all the other consoles that they're going to have yes. to do with, with pumping this stuff in. But I really thought that they would get right up to date and, you know, but no, they're a little bit behind. But hey, that's better than what happened when they re-released finally on Xbox when I don't think they had nearly any of the tables um, mm. or that many. But anyway, so that is the good news that, that, you know, they've got all those tables. I already read somebody dropped 130 bucks on it, you know, to get all the tables. Boom. Like, Just wow. like that. That's a bill. Obviously, um, they've been waiting for a while. They must have, yeah. they must only have the Wii U. That's, uh, that's worth, uh, hopefully it's worth the wait for them. I hope. Um, then uh, booted up the game and two things. One, it's the basically it's a PS3 port. Um, it looks just oh. like a PS3. So no dynamic lighting, which doesn't entirely surprise me because I didn't think the Wii U... Uh, I don't think Had the chops to do it. Yeah, it's not PS4 or Xbox One powered. Um, mm. But I was really hoping that... I mean, it is a little bit more powerful than the PS3, I believe, if I'm not mm. mistaken. I'm not sure about my numbers there, but anyway, I was really hoping that they would figure something out to, to crank that up. Um, somebody informed me that, because obviously I only had the one table to mess with, but the yeah. Physics 3.0 is implemented across the board on all those, so oh, that's, a, that's a positive. That's good. Um, yep. It'd be interesting to play some of the season ones with that, those Physics implemented. We're still yeah. waiting for it to roll out incrementally on PC and mobile, aren't we? Um, yeah. Uh, some people are reporting that a few of the tables are rather dark. Huh. Um, which again, somebody was saying, "Oh, it's the same way on the on the PS3." So again, I can't really comment on it because it's tables that I I only have the first two seasons on PS3, uh, mm. and these were tables beyond like Roadshow and uh, Adam's Family uh, and things that to pick up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the biggest disappointment for me was I was expecting the DMD to fill up the gamepad, yes, and then have the table just on because you can turn on and off the HUD. On the screen. Yep. Yes. No, not the case. It's just a mirrored image on the gamepad. Um, what? So the whole table is mirrored on the gamepad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wasted very, opportunity. Very disappointed about that. Now, somebody. It's like the only reason why you'd buy it, like to have the DMD right there in front of you so you could glance right. down at a, at a moment's notice and look at what's going on. Right. Now, surely somebody, that's like obvious. Somebody uh, PM'd me and informed me that it is Farsight's intention to uh, eventually implement that. Basically, this was, you know what, guys? We need to get this out before Nintendo announces their uh, next system, <laughs> which is apparently uh, yeah. imminent. Uh, they've oh, actually stopped. Really? They've actually stopped making Wii U's uh, for the Japanese market. <laughs> um, just in time. To, just in time. Just in time for console abandonment. Exactly. Oh, um, so I think this was a is, was a you know what we better put something out otherwise we're ne there's no point in putting anything out. Um, well, I'd so argue. I really, I really, I really, <laughs> really hope that that does transpire. But then again, I've got too many years of experience with Farsight, and we all know their best of intentions are only even able to be attacked if they have extra time in the month after finishing a table. So if, yeah. if that month's table build is rather easy and goes really smoothly, then all of a sudden they have extra time to do side projects. If yeah. those side projects don't get finished in the time it is to start the next table, well, then it gets to the side. And yeah. you got to wait for the next opportunity. And then, as has happened a few times, the person that's working on that winds up leaving the company, and now they're back to square one. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I say, yeah. best of intentions. I really, I just want, for once, Farsight to step in with the best product possible that they can. Um, and to me, that would have been having the brand new UI, having tables almost all the, the way DMD. up to date, having the DMD. Yeah, and the on the display, and then yeah. you're done. Like, really, you're done. Like, if yeah. they're going to release something, just release it properly. Like, so don't half bake it. Oh, it just frustrates me. Anyhow, like I, said, I should it's, be it's, surprised. It's, it's, it's very underwhelming to me. I'm not again. It's it's the same quality table that people on the PS3 and Xbox 360 get to play, mm. but those people have been playing it for four years now. 
Well, the right. PS3 people have. Yeah. Sorry, Xbox people. You've been playing it for maybe a year and a half combined. Um, yeah, that's right. But, uh, so, yeah, anyway, that was that. Was that. Um, okay. Now, part of, part of my disappointment probably is because uh, the other thing that happened this week has nothing to do with Pinball Arcade. Awesome. Instead, it has to do with Zen Pinball FX2. And that is the release of the Aliens versus Pinball pack. Um, yes. I got my review code so that I could uh, tease it early because this comes out on April 26th, which is 426 in honor of LV 426, where all the aliens are. That's oh, See, right. Jared, it doesn't make, nice. doesn't make sense to you Europeans because you don't do your dates the same way. That's exactly right. I had no idea what the significance of that date was. but That is sense. why. 426, LV 426. So that's uh, uh, Tuesday, which is probably the day this podcast is out. So ta-da! Um, <laughs> Theoretically. Yes. Theoretically, yes. <laughs> so as I may have mentioned before, the Alien franchise is my absolute favorite movie universe. Um, I eat those movies up, even the crappy ones. There's something about it that, that just really grabs me. So I was going to be hypercritical. <laughs> um, yes, you had your, they better not screw this up glasses on. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. And yes. uh, Jared and I have been, uh, obviously, we took our guesses at what we hoped they'd put in the game. And then we saw game trailers and we were like, oh, it looks like they put those things in the, in the game. And yep. with trepidation, I loaded this thing up, fired up the aliens table first. And let me tell you, all my fears dissipated within moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so that xenomorph just well, glistening. It starts, <laughs> it just starts with a close up on Ripley. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm blanking because now I've just fast forward right through it. But it's, I want to say she's she's basically saying something to the effect of Burke, just tell me that uh, you know we're there to uh, kill these things, not capture them, or something of that effect. Anyway, direct quote yep. from the movie. Mm -hmm. So that all Macklin went, oh, that's Sigourney's voice, sweet, right? And then sweet. it pans over oh, to the, then it pans over to the uh, the Queen Alien at the back of the table and just yeah oozing and everything, and it's just like oh that's mm. wonderful. So you start the game and I'm noticing that there's the, what Jared dreads, which is the spelling ramps. Spellorama. Spellorama. <laughs> well, yep. I got good news for you, Jared. Even mm. though there is Spellorama, the Spellorama is really only to give you enhancements during the uh, game. So for okay. instance, uh, you have uh, basically a lane that says Vasquez, one that says uh, Hudson, one that says Hicks, one that says Burke. Um, okay. When you do the Burke uh, ramp, that's what increases your multiplier. When oh, you okay. do the Vasquez ramp, that one, I believe uh, it quickens the reload time of the turret, gun turret that you can eventually have pop up on the screen. Um, another one is for your uh, health when aliens attack. And I forget what the... Uh, what the final one is for, but anyway, so it's not, it has nothing to do with advancing the game. It has everything to do with, uh, basically, you know, buffing up your stats. Um, until you battle the alien, right? So exactly. Fight up until you battle Xenomorph. Yes. The main thing that the table does is it follows very much like what they did with the star Wars tables, um, where it's, you bash a particular, uh, uh block in this case, it's a magnet. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you hit that uh, three times on the third time, that'll open up the mode. You get to oh, choose cool. whether you want to follow the story as it plays out. Linearly. Or, or yeah. if you want, or you can select which mode you want to just jump into. I selected to go linearly, which mm. is awesome because remember what you were saying was, oh, it's going to be a really slow build. If, yeah. if they follow the, that, oh. It's the weirdest. Right. It is the weirdest thing having a pinball machine actually give you that sense of dread. Um, really? They achieve, wow. it, they achieve it in two, in two ways. First off, by having all of the, the voice, the voice calls are direct quotes from the movie. And so mm -hmm. you hear it in the, in the actor's voices, you know, their sense of tension and mm -hmm. where they are in that stage of the movie, you know, is obviously, you know, it starts off with confusion and what the heck is going on. And then slowly builds into, uh, these things are coming, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> The other wow. thing is That's cool. the music or the lack of music too. Oh. So they, they clearly didn't get the actual rights to, uh, to the true movie score. Yeah. But they did a very good job of 
again, like what <laughs> what Farsight had to do with Last Action Hero, they had to appropriate it and kind of okay. do everything. But what happens is when you first launch the ball, you get a little bit of music, and then yep. it just goes eerily quiet, and you get those long, drawn-out string notes that Ooh. kind of give you that that sense of impending doom, and then the low bass <laughs> notes. They're kind of doing oh, like, oh, a... Oh wow! You so know, a little bit like they did with um, the Walking Dead. Like they really toned down the music in that to just sort of yeah. atmospheric sounds during gameplay. Not only that, but the music, and this applies to all three of the tables. The music isn't the typical uh, electro music that Zen likes to put on their tables. Mm. Um, this sounds more orchestral, yep. and it fits the theme of the tables beautifully. So, well so aliens, it, it gives you that sense of dread. And, uh, you know, the first mission is you're finding Newt. And so you're shooting all the ramps to try and find her. Uh, once yep. you find her, then you can uh, lock it into the uh, scoop, which puts you into the APC, which oh, cool. becomes a video mode, which is your typical, you want know, a DMD, they would have done it with three lanes. Um, yep. You know, so it's, except for this is straight up and down. Left and right. right, and you're yeah. just avoiding debris. If you manage to avoid the debris long enough, you get attacked by aliens. <laughs> Oh, let me great. let me tell you something. These aliens, they ain't slow. They oh, haul, right. they haul butt towards your flippers. And the closer that they get to your flippers, the more likely you are to center drain, which I have yet to complete the mode and survive. <laughs> it's wow. Always wind up the ball always wind up bouncing down. Um but it's great because your 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 uh proximity meter is just pinging all over the place and you hear the screams of the aliens coming down. And uh, oh, so no, great. it's it's. Have you brilliant. played with headphones? Have you done? Uh, it yes, headphones? I have. I have played with headphones, but I've also played it with my speakers up nice and loud, uh, so I can get the uh, bass, my subwoofer has going. It got a good um, spatial separation of like the aliens if they're coming down the left side and right side. Yeah, That's cool. yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I, well, because cool. I only have my headphone is uh, a single channel. As oh, I'm not wearing the right ones today. I'm wearing the ones yeah. I do for broadcasting. The ones I play with. Um, anyway, I only have yeah. a, a single ear for for that. But then. You know, I got stereo with a uh, with a bass uh, mm. for the regular speakers. Um, the next mission is uh, setting up the sentry turrets, uh -huh. uh, and what that helps is then if the aliens attack and you have a sentry turret set up, it'll help shoot those too. And then Ripley's up the top of the machine; and she's firing her plasma or her pulse rifle at them, so that helps knock down some of the targets. That, so you're not having to do them all with your pinball. Um, mm. The third mode, which I have unlocked once is basically uh, you being locked in the med lab with uh, Newt and yeah. uh, the facehuggers have been released. And yeah. so you need to uh, start a fire to alert the Marines to come and get you. Um, and when you do that, then the whole table glows red. <laughs> it's like oh, the cool. lighting all changes. It's great. Um, that's as far as I've gotten. I haven't gotten through any of the other modes. I have yet to play it uh, out of order because I'm like, you know what? I'm keeping this one. Pure. I don't want to. I want to play this because yeah. it's just like I said. It's it's really really good. On top of that, the pinball mechanics, the the physics are wonderful. You, there's a nice bounce to the ball. Um, you can do dead passes pretty easily. Um, I so they've got the I guess the the Zen 2.0 physics that they they've been introducing in some of the newer tables, depending yeah. on the designer, because it's all down to the designer who actually makes a table about what physics package they want to put in. So it sounds like they really <laughs> put the right one in. Well, and again, all, I would say it's it's the same for all three. All three of the tables I, have the, oh, the good. This none of this. It's not that dead leaden ball sort of... people complain about. There's bounce to the bounce to the uh, the the slings, bounce on the flipper itself. Um, That's awesome. That will make uh, me want to play them more, basically. Because, yeah, and uh, shooting the ramps, it's not the, uh, you know, they're not ramp, super, super fast. Yeah. yeah, but they're also not super steep, so they're not kicking them down constantly. Um, okay. I don't know. It just you can get a flow. You can really get a flow on the table. So uh, mm. that's that's really pretty sweet. But for the aliens table, I gotta say, I mean, it, it, they just knocked it out of the park for me. They hit every note that they should be hitting on it. Um, it's as probably the best that I've seen Zen put out. Um, wow, pretty easily. That's that is pretty impressive. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. Of course, it's um, the review codes aren't available for Android because right. um, they don't have that system. So I have to wait until it releases. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, very much. Yeah. So moving on to Alien Isolation, 
Well, this is a game that I've never played. Like we mentioned the other week, I've watched the first 10 minutes and about that's it. So I can't tell you if the, uh, if the voice acting is from the game or if it's Zen doing their, you know, voice acting deal, but pretty good, pretty good on the voice acting. Um, again, a table that just gives you a real sense of dread. Um, this one, the storyline is basically, uh, you're trapped on a ship and you have your Android kind of talking to you, uh, talking you through the game and he like, as if he's monitoring you from somewhere and, uh, is great because the alien will come onto the top of this table and he'll be like, Ripley, you're being tracked. I don't know where it is. I don't, it's not showing up on our thing, but you better hide. And sure enough, there's like a, a an equipment locker at, uh, on the screen to the right. And if you, you bash yep. it one and that flips open the locker and then you throw your ball in there and that hides because eventually if the alien discovers you or finds out that you're on the table and how he finds out you're on the table is if you shoot the pinball too near him, he looks oh. down at the bottom of the table and sees Ripley down there. Well, I should say this Ripley is Ripley's daughter. Um, oh, okay. So in terms of timeline of when this takes place, basically Ripley was in stasis for 50 some years or whatever. Yep. So her daughter had gone out looking for her. Uh, so her daughter is in her 20s. Ripley is still, you know, a, a crispy popsicle on the Nostromo. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, so it's kind of that lower tech alien vibe. And, uh, okay. but yeah, so if, if the alien discovers you, he's going to jump down to the bottom of the screen and start attacking Ripley. And if you have not uh, done any of the methods of saving yourself on the, you know, by shooting certain lanes or whatever, it will attack you. And all of a sudden your screen will get this kind of uh, uh, red glow Ready. around the outside yeah. for which eventually you can actually unlock health packs on the table. And if you get a health pack, then that'll kill you basically. But yeah, the alien can kill you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and wow. there's, been, there's been times where if jumped down and I just, then I hit a lane to do the escape and there's like this uh, tunnel that she pops in and out of. And so she goes to yeah. dive in it, but the alien's got her by the ankle and she kind of shakes it loose and then goes in. But I've had other times oh. where I missed it and the alien pulls her back <laughs> down. So the yeah, Again, it That's really, cool. yeah, it's a really good, good sense of what is going on. Get me out of here. Um, just really ramps up the tension. It does the same thing with the, the aliens table in terms of the music where it's very low key, not there for a lot of it. You get a lot of steam hisses. You get the alien crawling up and down the side of the machine. Um, oh, you know, you don't want the top rail. Um, just a lot of really cool stuff uh, going on there. I have played through all the modes that are on that. Um, it's a lot of hurry up kind of, kind of, okay. um, which, which again, it kind of works for this type of table because you're already feeling the pressure of the story and then you get the pressure of not hitting the ramps and you know, yeah, it gets you keyed that's up. Been the same. That mechanic's the same as uh, the walking dead, isn't it really? Cause that's a, a lot of the shots were sort of timed or like pressure shots in the walking dead as well. Um, yeah, but the walking dead did not grab me. Yeah. Um, this one really has. So, mm. uh, I, again, I don't know if it's just because it's my... your romanticism of the license or that's what, that's what I'm wondering. It, it could yeah. very well have to do with that. Um, yeah, but, uh, final table is that one. Yeah. Alien versus predator. This one, uh, it's like the average Marvel table that they put out. Okay. Um, it's for starters. It's got terrible voice acting. I mean, Oh. Horrible, horrible! It these people. I'm, the story I'm gathering is you are the predator. You're playing as the predator. Okay. You're these, a young predator, apparently. These, these two. The there's, there's a girl and a guy that are doing all the voiceover talking. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there. They're like, like if you make a couple of combo shots, they're like, oh wow, he's really good. And you're like, what the <laughs> heck? There's no fear in their voice. There's they're almost, I don't know. Like, they, it's, 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 it's almost like they're talking to somebody who they think speaks a foreign language and has no clue that the person actually understands every word they're saying. So it's like, mm. Oh, good job. Oh, you're really, you're really powerful. Aren't you? And you're like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to keep on pretending oh, that like, you don't think that I know what you're saying. <laughs> or like, you know, they're talking to you like you're five. Right. And you Really good thing. That's an amazing painting you just did. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so, th so there's that. Uh, 
the layout is a little funky, but um, it's certainly not the funkiest that uh, that Zen has ever done. Um, but the starting of the modes is a little tricky to discover. There's an alien hiding behind a wall, and the only way oh. to hit him is with a the side flipper. Hitting oh, him yeah. twice is what starts the mode. Basically, he winds up capturing the, the ball, sucking it down, and then you get your choice of what mode to do. Um, okay. Now, the modes in this are pretty cool. So there's one called Vertigo. Flips the entire yep. table upside down. Oh, cool. So now you're playing upside down, which they've done in a previous uh, Zen table also, I believe. That Doctor was, Strange? It's either Doctor Strange or the, the Gauntlet one. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. That's Infinity awesome. Gauntlet. Yeah, it's one of those two. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was kind of fun to play with. They also do uh, camouflage mode. So camouflage mode, you you got to keep the predator, because uh, there's a predator on one side of the screen and an alien on the other side of the screen. you got to shoot the center shot. That puts the, cam- the cloaking on the predator. And then you are trying to hit lane shots uh, that are lit. And if you don't hit the correct shot, then you come uncloaked. Um, mm. But what... Now I'm I'm a little bit confused as to if it's this mode or if it's another mode that is not activated by doing in that mode. It's more by hitting the, a certain lane four times and it starts happening. But your okay. flippers can get cloaked. So oh. you so you can imagine how it is cool. playing when you cannot see your flipper. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. Which is which is kind of cool. Um, and then the third mode that is awesome is you go into predator vision. And apparently it's because, oh, he's using his uh, wrist blades. I mean, literally, that's how the quote sounds. You're like, oh, well, wow, okay. you should be like, holy crap, he's using wrist blades. Oh, get me out of here. Instead, it's like, oh, good for you. What a good boy. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. But it, that's that's but unfortunate. It, but it looks pretty cool. Um, I'm still trying to work out, too. There are certain modes where all of a sudden uh, moving targets of the alien will pop up. And then there'll be two targets of the humans, presumably the two humans that you want to kill <laughs> because of how they're talking to you. They will switch, yeah. they will alternate between <laughs> of uh, being green and being red. If you yeah. if you hit them when they're green, I think that turns them into your ally or makes the predator like you know like he's going to be on your side. But if you hit them when they're red, then it's the predator is trying to kill you. I I'm very confused as to which that is. Unfortunately, the game doesn't really make. Uh, give you much inclination, or if it does, it's doing what Zen loves to do, which is, hey, we're going to throw a whole bunch of words up on the DMD, but at the same time, the ball yeah. is rolling really quickly towards your flipper. <laughs> yes. And it's not one of those instances where you can just hold the flipper up and catch the ball and then go ahead and continue reading. No, it's hauling button if you don't flip. it, you know. So I haven't been able to read the DMD to figure out exactly what what is what. So like I say, it, it's more on par with your average Marvel table. Um, it's not a bad mm. table. It's certainly, when compared to the other two, it's the weakest of the lot. Um, but I'm sure you're going to play it anyhow. Once you're tired yeah, of the other yeah. two. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's like I said. Just with the sound calls off. With any of the, if, I wish you could turn the voices off, like as a separate slider. <laughs> you can't on mobile. But it's part so of the mix. One of the weird things, though, too, with the Alien versus Predator table is the, uh, the in-lanes. The words that you're spelling when you know the ball comes in the inlanes. Yeah. Now on all three tables, there is no mention of Waylon Utani, which I kind of found no. strange, right? Mm, yeah, that's a bit so bizarre. Specifically on the Alien vs. Predator table, the inlanes spell out Y A U T J A. I have no idea what that is. Y A U T J A. Right. Okay. Now, it should spell Utani, as far as I'm concerned, um, because if I'm not yeah. mistaken, in AVP, I believe it was Utani that was in it, not Wayland, because Wayland was who was in uh, Prometheus. But again, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sketchy on, I haven't watched it in a while. But anyway, it, it is one of those things where it's like, well, what the heck is that word? I don't even know what that word is supposed to mean. Um mm. Maybe have to see a strategy guide on what those actually are for. Uh, well, um, yeah, the the in-game guide doesn't give me any indication. Uh, okay. So I looked at the, I looked at that, but uh, anyway, point being, I think it's a phenomenal pack. It's gonna be well worth the money. Uh, definitely purchase it um, on Tuesday. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I I firmly believe this is this is some of the best work that Zen has put together yet. Um, mm. And alien, the aliens table alone is just a home run. It's absolutely Insta-buy. amazing. Insta buy that and do yourself a favor. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to play it when it comes out um, in uh, Australia. Um, one thing that I forgot to mention um, at the pinball tournament was that they had a Wizard of Oz. That was the one I missed out. Hmm. Wizard of Oz down under limited edition because I found out that there's actually a, a limited edition set for the US and a limited edition set for Australia. Oh. So each of them have their own unique numbers. And this was a limited edition down a land down under edition, which is really yeah. cool. Um, and I happened to have my headphones with me and uh, decided to plug it into the headphone interface and the mm -hmm. coin door. Mm -hmm. And wow, wow, that sounds amazing. A little weird, though, to be playing with kind of that sensory deprivation of not hearing the physical noises. No, you can still, depending on your headphones, you can still hear it. But you just uh. get the, it's so well um, orchestrated. Like the everything is very stereo separated. So if you're mm -hmm. on the pop bumpers, which are on the left-hand side, you get all the pop noises over in the left-hand side. Mm -hmm. And there's no delay. Like it's instantaneous and in sync with all the action on the play field. Like it's just... It is just superbly orchestrated. If you haven't tried it and you do have access to a, um, a Wizard of Oz, you just got to try it. It's amazing. It changes the way you play. In fact, I got a better score by playing it with the headphones in oh. because I was just so, like, I could concentrate on the sound effects. And in a noisy room filled with six or seven pinball machines, you can't hear the subtleties of the audio. Right. And it's really fantastic. Like, it's, yeah, you got to do it. You have got to do it. All machines should have a headphone port on them. Because um, I played, I played the way you Game of Thrones with headphones, and uh, but they were noise canceling, so all you heard was what was coming through the speakers, and so yeah. that's where it was weird not hearing, you know, the ball roll and the sl the slingshots, you know, firing. You know, you you weren't hearing any of that noise, so it was this kind mm. of interesting uh, dynamic of uh, like sound effects were turned off. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, kind of, off. kind of, yeah, yeah. Boom, that was, I, you know, yeah. I said it was going to be all pinball. Uh, we had a ton, well, ton, ton to talk about. Um, we fantastic. are done. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're gonna, I'll hit you with the, uh, everybody with the usual information. Check us out on uh, Twitter. Jared is at Jared Morgs. Myself, I am at Shut Your Traps. The show itself is at Blockade. Um, I have posted some uh, Twitch videos of Aliens versus Pinball. If you want to uh, look it up on Twitch, use your name, shut your trap with an underscore right after it, uh, and you can find a couple of the videos. I put up videos of each of the uh, machines. Um, and uh, T-shirts go to represent.com forward slash blockade dash shirt. Uh, get on that, buy some there. Eh? And beyond that, I think those are all of our uh, things we like to pimp out. Okay, well, gang, we will uh, talk again next week, probably. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. More than likely. Uh, so we look forward to uh, doing this again, and uh, hope you all uh, enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time. See ya. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.